0: Hello and welcome to the PropTech Hot Seat and I PropTech Radio with myself, Carol Talon, the show where we explore trends and technologies driving innovation across the built environment. This show is brought to you in partnership with PropTech Ireland, the hub for innovators, investors, and indeed for industry leaders. In the PropTech Hot Seat today is Eric Gilligan, owner of VRX Architecture and Design. Eric, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Hi, Carol. Nice to meet you.
0: Um, so, Eric, you're an architect by background, is that right?
1: Yeah, um, I've been an architect for about uh, 12 years now. Um, started out while I was in college, um, working for a local architect in my town, and then developed from there um, after many years.
0: where is your town?
1: Uh, Trim in County Mead.
0: Very good. But you're not, you're not living in Trim at the moment. You're joining us from Sicily, where you're based. Yes,
1: yeah, from sunny Sicily, yeah.
0: Very um, good. Not, so, not used to it. Yeah, well, we're certainly not used to it here. It has been a pretty dismal summer the last month. But, um, Eric, you might just tell people about your new app. It's um, something really of interest to us in the immersive technology space. So you might just take us through it.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Basically, um, because I live in Trim, uh, we've got Trim Castle, famous for uh, Braveheart um, and other movies apparently. Um, So basically I designed a location-based app um, for the grounds of Trim Castle. So it allows the user to, or the visitor to the castle to go open the app on the grounds and walk around freely without the need for scanning or um, anything else on the site um I've reconstructed the whole grounds of the castle uh basically, so you can go in and out of buildings and um yeah, just uh, explore it as it maybe once looked from from my artistic impressions.
0: So just, just so we're clear on um, on the offering because you know we're seeing a rise in i suppose tourist based and um, immersive technologies but what you're doing is that you've actually almost recreated Trem castle to what uh, what is that based on is it based on your imagination is it based on historical information
1: um well it's it's partially based on um artistic impressions that were done for 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 the castle itself um there's, there was some online so I kind of recreated it from that um, some from like old ideas of, of, of modeling um, medieval spaces um, like there wouldn't be much in in line of uh, furnitures and it, it'd be all kind of wooden and well I'm assuming it would be um, so yeah it was just, it was just basically based around just ideas that I had for, for the for the whole grand um, like markets. Blacksmiths. Sorry.
0: What prompted you?
1: Uh, well, basically, I was, well, you know, I, I kind of, I, I like visiting historical sites, but I, I'm not too keen on, on reading all the notice boards around the site. So, uh, yeah, that kind of gave me the idea. But also when I was in Milan uh, once, I'd I done, done a virtual tour, which was basically the VR headset, which blocks out everything. I, I don't really like it, but, Um, you you entered into the castle into a room and the VR experience was just based solely in that room and you'd shoot arrows out the window and that was it. And I was thinking, well, that's a waste of 15 euro. No offense to to Milan Castle, but um, yeah. So you you couldn't move freely around. It was like, you know, it was kind of dull. So I kind of developed from there. I thought, well, maybe I could do something for Trim Castle because, you know, it's it's a big open space. Um, yeah, so I started a few years ago, but uh, since w- when I released it first, should I say, um, it, the, the technology wasn't really up to, to speed as to what I, like I, I could open the, the model by scanning notice boards around the site, but I, that's not how I wanted it. I wanted to so just go there, open it, and the model would just appear around you, basically.
0: Very good. <laughs> In terms of the technology use, I think it's interesting to hear your your take on the headsets because one of the trends we're seeing in immersive technologies is that, you know, maybe initially there was the novelty factor around it, which, you know, to be honest, is not necessarily a criticism. You know, there needs to be an impetus for for adoption of new technologies. But actually the headset has really been quite an impediment for people. So what we're seeing now are innovations trying to to get away without using the headsets but still giving people an immersive experience which is difficult through a phone so you might just talk us through your your process there
1: yeah it does that's, that's yeah I, I will probably lean towards the ar headsets when they um are up to speed and and can use google uh geolocation is, is what i use for the app um so, I think Snapdragon are releasing a headset, an Aor headset, which is just like a pair of sunglasses, which which is perfect because um it, it's it's designed for outdoor space as well so because i I had it working on a headset before, um a Moverio headset, but it was, the the scene was so washed out in the in the daylight it was it was pointless. Uh, the VR headset obviously wouldn't work because people would fall over into a hole or something and uh, that would be in trouble. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, for, the, for now, I, I released it on a uh, mobile device for testing. It's not ideal. It's, it's you know, I'd like it to be more immersive. Um, and I think I probably will, once it's released, uh, go for the headset, but the see-through headset so you can see where you're walking as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 That's really technology and apologies and we are having some sound some sound issues here but look we'll we'll persevere as best we can and just back to the technology side of it because um i i'm interested in how we can explore the this immersive experience without the use of a headset so fine you're using the mobile version you know we found ourselves through our own um innovation and some of the technologies that we've been trying to implement that actually um, it needs to be exceedingly light to work on mobile. So, what what technologies are you using for your test?
1: Um, yeah, well, it, it needs to be very light, and because the, the castle grounds was like a hundred meters by a hundred meters wide, so uh, it was kind of a lot of um, reducing of materials and and uh, like the quality wouldn't be tip top, but you know you, you won't notice it on a mobile anyway. So um, the like the, the materials are quite low in resolution just to get it into, it, it works fine apparently, so um, I had a few people test it already, um, 100 downloads in the first week, which isn't too bad I guess, and um, yeah, a couple of people came back to me saying it works fine, I was, I was happy enough with that, so.
0: Is it working uh, on Android and
1: Android? Uh, Sorry? Was... Is it working on Android and iOS? Uh, not on iOS yet because um, I'm not a, a fan of <laughs> I'm not a fan of Apple uh, products, and I'm trying to get it onto iOS. I've got the the Mac there, so um, figuring that out because I'm not I'm not like um, a computer genius, (laughs) as we call it.
0: Well. (laughs) (laughs) to the app store and all can be challenging and i know that's delays we've run into in the past and i know it's something we hear from other innovators and so trimcastle is your first project but as i mentioned there and which might be evident through some of the sound sound issues that we're having today so apologies for anybody who's impacted by that and but you're you're actually joining us today from sicily now Uh, obviously i'm from my base in not i'm not even in dublin today i'm recording from the west of ireland so from our base here we'd love to explore some of sicily so have you any plans to model any of the, of the uh, historic buildings there uh
1: no <laughs> um i'm going i'm going to leave that to the italians um no but maybe maybe in the future um like i i'd love to just do a few more sites around trim um like there's the Yellow Steeple, there's a couple of abbeys, um, like it's a quite historical site, uh, town. So, and um, then moving from there, I'd like to do the Hill of Tara, just because I, I'm a frequent visitor to Hill of Tara. It's a lovely scenic area. Um, and then maybe a few more sites in, in Ireland before I'd expand into Europe. I, I, I'd i like, there is, there is obviously lovely buildings here, but um, yeah they're a bit too big for me i think alone
0: when you talk about, about Sarah, and, you know there's yeah. a number of sacred sites up around there yeah. as well so how do you envisage that modeling would work because obviously i'm only thinking of the landscape as such as opposed to any built environment how do you see that modeling working
1: um well, I, obviously, I'm going to obviously again look at um, artistic impressions of of like neighbouring sites uh, like uh, Navan up in up the north of Ireland. Um, it's, it's probably based like similar to what Tara might look might have looked like back then. So, likely to be a big fort, uh, et cetera, And um, on the on the main on the main hill, and then probably a banquet hall or a long hall on the. I think it's the the north side of the, the site I can't remember um, yeah so yeah I, I'm assuming it's just going to be basically a timber structure and and that's all really um, hopefully get some animation in there and bring it to life again
0: um, I am not <laughs> any yeah. modeling yeah. well of the medieval world so are you having to create every asset you know if you were modelling something more contemporary you might be able to pick a chair and and change it around but i presume from medieval your choice of assets do they exist at all or are you building everything from scratch
1: uh, i wouldn't be built if, if i was to build it from scratch i'd be i'd be still building it for another 300 years so uh no there's a, there's a great um asset store on on unity so you know i'm using a lot of that model um a lot a lot of the, the modeling itself like except for the furniture is i i do it myself so
0: Very good. good. Your day job is that you're actually delivering um, 3D design work to the industry. So are you continuing to work while you're based in Sicily?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I freelance now. So um, I have a couple of clients in Ireland um, which send me work to do. Uh, It's mostly residential work, um, some commercial work, uh, 3D sometimes. Then I picked up a client here uh, last year. Um just remodeling apartments because um they they offer like an eco bonus, which is like a hundred and ten percent um grant to remodel uh old old buildings in Sicily, which is that's why they're actually on break now, so you can't hear them drilling into the walls here <laughs> so
0: we must look into that hundred and ten percent grant ten. We're yeah. struggling so much to, to make relevant the vacant homes and the derelict homes grant that we have. They're so un unusable by yeah. by people, actually, because you have to have all the work done before you draw down and things like that. So I must look and see what the model is in Sicily and see if there's some learnings for the Irish marketplace. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't,
1: I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be too familiar with the, the legal work because I can't speak Italian yet. So, um, but the, the, the company I was working for, they had like, hundreds hundreds of uh, like apartments and houses to, to renovate it was, it, was, it was crazy but then the new government took over and then it went down to 70 percent and now i think from next year it's going to go back up to 110 percent. so
0: very good right. well, look, to um, any sort of retrofitting or bringing existing buildings back to life i think we need to be seeking all the inspiration from anywhere in the world that we can to make any schemes usable so that government resources, when they're being allocated, they're actually being allocated properly. Um, and yeah. Eric, what year did you qualify as an architect, or when did you do your training?
1: Um, I studied in Leeds, uh, In I qualified in 2010. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, how, how strong would the digital element or digital design have been kind of in the curriculum back in 2010?
1: Uh, for, for, for in college or, yeah, um, well, we we were kind of forced into, we weren't really allowed to do much hand drawing and stuff like that. We were told, you know, CAD, 3D Max, that's a SketchUp, and um, that was kind of the, the bread and butter back then. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just
0: wondering where your, your interest in immersive technologies came from, and are you completely self-trained?
1: Uh, for 3D, yes, I'm self-trained. For CAD, actually, yes, I'm self-trained on that as well. I've, I've done a few small city and guilds courses on, in CAD, but, you know, that's how to draw a square, how to draw a line, basically. Uh, the rest, I've, I've self-taught. I, You know, th- there's endless amount of, of buttons to press. So I think it'll be a, a an ongoing um, process to learn everything. But then, again, with Unity for the for the augmented reality um that's self taught as well from youtube and you know um coding um i, I studied coding for like a uh, computer programming for 2 years but yeah didn't didn't uh, succeed at that so but now I, I love it which is the problem so
0: very good uh, sounds like there sorry it sounds like the skill set is there anyway. Um, and just, I suppose, before we finish up, Eric, where do you see kind of the future of architecture uh, crossing over with immersive technologies?
1: Hmm. Um, well, I think I think for for ideas that architects and engineers have for for the built environment, like um, like a skyscraper, you can you can you can pinpoint it now so accurately. It's it's like you know you just go down, open the app, and there's the building in 3D. And because if it was like a skyscraper, it's not going to be too heavy. You can have great detail. Um, you can like explore out all the spaces without without need to, need to be need to be built. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I think for that for that intent and purpose, uh, it's like um, it's fantastic. I think. Um, but for the headsets, I think it's it's more like what I've done with the castle. It's, it's kind of like more gamey. Um, I don't really see what else you can use it for in, well, in architecture, apart from maybe exploring rooms. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exploring the built environment is one of the primary uses we're seeing um, in this industry for uh, immersive technologies. But what's really interesting is that Actually, when we give access to the technology to people on the ground, they come up with their own use cases, not coming from a background in technology or immersive technologies, but maybe coming from a background in engineering or building a uh, structural... Um, you know, uh, so one of the examples we saw of that was um, there's a main contractor here in Ireland using immersive technologies or using augmented reality for safety on site. And within the day's training, and then within a couple of days use, the team on the ground from the building site, the project team, who would never um, really have been exposed to immersive technologies previously, came up with other use cases that I'm not sure an immersive technology developer would have come up with. And this is where I love that, that crossover and the multidisciplinary approach, because generally speaking, they're different skill sets. And so when when people are emer- uh, when they're exposed to new technologies and they know their own workplace well, they know their own domain. They have their own domain uh, expertise and knowledge that actually it can give rise to some really interesting use cases that you know might not have happened before. So I'm really excited to watch this space. I don't. Yeah, think I suppose I can... with yeah, the, but... like
1: um, mechanical and uh, ventilation and electrical, you can you can place all the the pipes and you can see it in 3D so I suppose like it's a like a 3D blueprint really of, of you know for future reference as well it's quite handy because if I look at that wall there I, I don't know where the wires are so <laughs> you know guess.
0: Uh, it, it'll be, be uh, stud finders will be a thing of the past we'll be using immersive yeah. technology it's for everything but yeah, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right the, the headset and um, too heavy it's just not ideal at the moment so uh, I think We're all sitting waiting for newer, lighter headsets, immersive, or the augmented reality glasses. All of this, we're just waiting in anticipation. Um, But I'm also excited to see what you do next. And for people who would like to explore more, that's VRX architecture and design. And you can certainly take a tour of Trimcastle um, and use Eric's app. Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. Apologies to everybody for some sound quality issues that we did have. Um, And we'll do our best to lessen those, but um, that's all we have time for today. My thanks to Eric Gilligan, owner of BRX Architecture and Design. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out all of the other real estate and construction shows on iProperty Radio. Before we go, just a special word of thanks to our sponsor, PropTech Ireland, the hub for innovators, investors, and for industry leaders. And thank you indeed for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of the PropTech Seat here on iProperty Radio.